Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, I keep telling Ray Dittinger that the next time we're going to talk to him is right before the Super Bowl. But then news keeps happening. And the news this time is that former Eagles head coach Andy Andy Reid, who was here for 14 seasons, is finally going back to another Super Bowl, 15 years after taking the Eagles to Super Bowl 39. And, of course, he's still looking for that first one as a head coach. And I got the Hall of Famer Ray Dininger to help give some insight into this. Ray, uh, first things first, how happy are you that, that Andy's getting another chance finally to, to win a Lombardi trophy? Oh, I was happy to see it. Um, the guy's had a tremendous career. Uh, that's obvious to to anybody who's paying even a little bit of attention. I mean, he's 207 career wins, seventh on the all-time list. Uh, he's up there with the greats. He's up there with Shula. He's up there with Hallis. He's, he's up there with the greatest coaches of all time. And the only thing that uh, the only thing that's missing from his resume is a Super Bowl victory. And uh, so, sure, I'm rooting for him. I think that, you know, he gave Philadelphia 14 really good seasons, uh, winning his coach in the history of this franchise, uh, took him to a Super Bowl, uh, so, I, you know, the feeling that I get is I think most people are rooting for him. Uh, you know, you, whenever you see a great coach in any sport, whether it's basketball or hockey or baseball, you know, you, you, if they have a great career, you'd like to see him cap it off of the world championship. And, you know, I think Andy, you know, he's got the team and he's certainly got the quarterback to do it this year. It's it's a very talented team, certainly a very talented team, not just from a coaching standpoint, Ray. What, what kind of insight can you give into the type of person that Andy is? Because he's so amazingly popular throughout the league. His assistants that go on to become head coaches are very successful. It's, it seems like just about everyone that, that comes in contact with Andy Reid over the years likes him for more than just what happens on the football field. Why is that? Oh, I, I think there, there are two Andys. I think there's the Andy that the public sees, which is largely viewed through the prism of the media. Uh, you know, and Andy doesn't offer the media very much. His press conferences, he you know, he's just very stoic. It's like trying to interview the, a face-off Mount Rushmore. He doesn't give you anything. You know, he gives you the injuries, then time's yours, then, you know, I don't want to get into that. And there's, it's, it's his, in, in terms of he's not forthcoming with the media, and he doesn't project any kind of warmth with the media. And that's what the fans see, and they think that's him. Um, but over the course of 14 years, I was around him often enough and in enough different situations that I have seen the other side of him. Uh, and you see what the other people see. You see what the what the, his coaches see. You see what his players see. You see what the people around the league see. Uh, and it's a different kind of guy. I mean, he's very open. Uh, he's he actually is funny. Uh, he does. He has a personality which you wouldn't know otherwise. But if all you're going to go on is the press conferences, which is what most people have to go on, yeah, there's not much very endearing there. But if you talk to the guys who played, especially the guys who played for him, be it in Philadelphia or in Kansas City. They love the guy, and I do think there. I do think there is a genuine feeling on the part of his players now, and they all said it yesterday uh, that they want to win this one for him. I mean, they want to win it for the organization, they want to win it for their fans, but there's definitely a feeling that they want to win this one for the coach. Sands winning a Super Bowl here in Philadelphia. He obviously is arguably the most successful coach 
in franchise history. You can make the argument about Greasy Neal, who won two championships, Buck Shaw, who won a championship, Doug Peterson, obviously only four years in, has won a Super Bowl. But Reed, in terms of his record, is 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 in a light year beyond most, if not all. Before he came to Philadelphia, because I think I think a lot of people my age, you know, thirty-ish, a little bit before, a little bit after, experienced Reed and nothing but Reed. You know, of course, went until Chip and Doug came. But before Andy Ray, it wasn't a very successful team. It was a team that was. Uh, you know, just lucky enough to maybe have some competitive games in December. A team that was maybe lucky enough to even get to the playoffs or win a playoff game. Just how much did Andy change the franchise in terms of their standing in the NFL and in terms of making them a perennial contender every year? No, he he did a lot. I mean, he definitely changed everything. I mean, when he came in, um, I mean, by the end of the Ray Rhodes tenure, um, I mean, the franchise was was in shambles. I mean, it really was. They had drafted badly. They had some really bad free agent signings. Uh, they were in bad shape on the field. They were in bad shape in the salary cap. I mean, they were a team that was in complete disrepair. And, you know, Andy came in, and very, we didn't know very much about him. I mean, we knew that he had been an assistant coach in, in Green Bay, had never been a coordinator, uh, had never been a head coach at any level. So he was largely kind of a blank slate when he came in and everybody was kind of scratching their heads saying, really, Andy Reid? You know, and okay, let's see what he's got. And he came in and, and turned the thing around in a hurry. I mean, the first year was, the first year was, a, was a rough year, but by the end of the year, they won a couple of games over good teams. And you kind of got the sense that, okay, his program has taken hold. And then the second year they go to the playoffs. I mean, nobody saw that coming. So, I mean, he, he reorganized this team and got it back on its feet really fast. And then once they got to the top, then he did the toughest thing of all, which is keep it on top. Uh, and, I mean, you look at the NFL now. I mean, it's such a volatile league now. Teams go from the top to the bottom, then the bottom to the top. The hardest thing to do is to get to the top and stay there, is to maintain. Uh, and he did that with this team over a long, long period of time. Now, it ended badly at, by the end. I think he recognized, and he has said this, that it was time to move on. I mean, he, you know, it was, it was, he needed to go somewhere else. The team needed to go in a different direction. And it's worked for everybody. I mean, the Eagles are right now in a good place, three straight playoff appearances and a Lombardi trophy. You know, and Andy's gone on and found tremendous success and happiness in Kansas City. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's good for everybody. But for a guy that walked in the door here, very much an unknown and very much a question mark, I mean, he accomplished a lot. Are you surprised that he's getting so much love now from Philadelphia, rooting for him, hoping that he finally wins a Super Bowl. And as a follow-up to that, a two-part kind of question, do you think that the adulation and the, and the cheering that, he'd be getting, that he's getting right now from Philadelphia, do you think that would be the case if the Eagles didn't win a Super Bowl a couple of seasons ago? No, I, no, I, think, it's all, I think it's entirely different. I think the fact that the Eagles did win a Super Bowl and the folks here did have their celebration, they did have their parade, um, allows the fans here to be... Uh, Oh, I don't know, magnanimous, for the lack of a better term. You know, the fans have got that, you know, they, they don't have the empty trophy case anymore. I mean, they've got that, they've had that moment, they've had that, they've had that game that they've been waiting for all their lives. And guess what? The team is still right there. I mean, they're still a playoff team. So everybody's kind of satisfied about that. And now they can kind of sit back and say, okay, we've got ours. Yeah, fine. Let, let Andy go get his. And also, I think part of it is, you know, they're, they're, Andy's sort of tied to the one Super Bowl that the Eagles did win, when you think about it. I mean, I know he was instrumental 
in Jeffrey Lurie hiring Doug Peterson mm-hmm. to come here and be the coach, who ultimately did win it. Mm-hmm. And Andy's the guy who talked Nick Foles out of retiring. You know, Nick Foles is ready to retire when can when Andy convinced him to come to Kansas City as the backup to Alex Smith. You know, Nick Foles might be out of football right now if it wasn't for Andy Reid. So Andy Reid, to a large degree, delivered to the Eagles, even though he was no longer with the Eagles, delivered them their head coach and the quarterback that won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, he had a hand in the Eagles actually winning one. And now I think the Philadelphia fans are capable of just sort of turning it around and saying, okay, we got ours, you go get yours. I got two more for you, and I was thinking about this yesterday after the Chiefs had come back again from double digits to win a playoff game in their building. Andy had some really good teams here in the early 2000s. 04 obviously went to the Super Bowl, and you can make the argument if T.O.'s healthy that they, they win that game. I even argue sometimes that 02 was better than 04 because of that defense, and if they didn't choke against the Bucks at the Vet, they would have beaten the Raiders easily. When you factor in those early 2000 teams, which were Andy's best teams here, are they as good as the one that he has now in Kansas City? Defensively, I think they were better. Uh, offensively, probably not. Uh, I mean, the, the team he's got right now offensively is, um, it's a dynamic offensive team. Uh, and it's, there's so much speed there, and there's so much diversity in the offense, and a lot of that's a credit to Andy. I mean, Andy is a, Andy is a great play designer. He's not necessarily a great play caller. Those are two different things. When he has a week to prepare, I mean, he has, he's a very good guy in terms of putting a game plan together. Uh, and the way he can utilize his personnel and use the speed that he has, and boy, does he have a ton of speed there, in multiple ways. Uh, it's a very diverse, very dynamic offense that he's built there. Uh, so in that respect, yeah, it's, it's offensively, they're better than those Eagles teams. At quarterback, they're better. I mean, Mahomes is better than McNabb. Um, but defensively, now that Eagles, that Eagles defense was really good. Uh, I mean, they were good at the. They were they were really good at linebacker. Um, they were really good up front. Hugh Douglas was a really good defensive end, and in the secondary, I think it was the best secondary in football. I mean, two really good corners in Taylor and Vincent, and the best safety of his era in Brian Dawkins. So offensively, I think they're better right now, but defensively, I think that Eagles team was superior. And that, and that offense can certainly propel them to a victory over the 49ers in a couple of weeks, and we'll preview the game two Fridays from now. But um, if Andy does not win on February 2nd, if the Chiefs don't win on February 2nd, and Andy never gets that Lombardi trophy, is he still a Hall of Famer? Um, absolutely. There's no question. Because, um, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer as we sit here today. If he wins the Super Bowl, then it's, there's, then it's a layup. There's not even any question about it. But I think even if he doesn't, even if they lose this game and he never gets back to another Super Bowl, yeah, I think he will because the numbers are just going to be overwhelming. The numbers are going to be undeniable. I mean, right now he's seventh all-time in career wins, and he's nowhere near done. And he's got a team right now that's going to be good for a long time. So he's going to keep piling up the wins. And I think it's entirely possible by the time he finally does walk away. I mean, he could be... You know, four, he could be up from number seven to number four among the winning. I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not going to catch Shula, and he might not catch Belichick. But other than that, there aren't going to be many coaches ahead of him. So, yeah, I mean, if, uh, I, mean I think he's a Hall of Famer right now. Um, but I would like to see him. I would like to see him win it because I think he's, he's paid his dues. Uh, he's certainly been through enough angst and pain to get to this point. Uh, and I know what it would mean to him. He'll never admit it. He'll never talk about it. He'll never tell you what it means to him. But any of us have ever been around him for any length of time, 
knows what it means to him that he finally does have that Lombardi trophy and um and I'm rooting for him. I hope he does it. It's going to be a, it's going to be a struggle because that 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 49er team is really good. They're really good on both sides of the ball and their front seven on defense is a real challenge. I think the combination, the matchup of this Kansas City offense that's so explosive against this San Francisco defense that's so talented and so physical. Um, I mean, this is a this is a heavyweight fight of the highest order. It should be a great Super Bowl, and I can't wait for it to happen in less than two weeks. We will preview it the Friday before the big game, and uh, that'll be the next time we chat, Ray, barring you know any other news that comes up, Eagles related in the next couple of weeks. Uh, thanks for the time, as always. Thanks for jumping on in such short notice, and we'll chat again the Friday before the Super Bowl. I look forward to it, David. Talk to you then. Talk to you then. Hall of Famer Ray Dininger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.